Hello, everyone. It is Tuesday, July 10th, 2023. Welcome to the Astrology Podcast, weekly podcast from Astropod underscore cast, Astropod underscore cast at Jody Boots or at Jody Boots 22. And my name is Jody Charami. Just call me Jody or Jody Boots. My nickname is Boots. Bootsy Boots. Anyway. Proper name, my American name is Jody. So there we go. Um, how has everyone been doing? It's been a nice, quiet week. Um, this first week of July has given us a chance to kind of get into our nurturing mode. And it is America's birthday month, and Pluto has come back into Capricorn, which is the Pluto return of America's chart back in Capricorn. And as you can see, with Pluto recently moving back into Capricorn, while it's snapping, it's back to review some things here. And as it's moved back, you have seen structures falling that did not get fixed while it was here for the past 15 years. In Capricorn, Pluto will be in Capricorn until the end of next year. It's going back and forth, trying to figure out what it has to do, what it's going to take into Aquarius with it, when it finally stays in Aquarius starting in 20. 25 permanently for 20 years so while pluto is here with in conjunction with cancer sun the cancer sun is opposed to the pluto capricorn mixture capricorn being in pluto being in capricorn the sun in cancer is opposed to that and when it first entered it was directly opposed now it's still being felt because pluto moves slowly so right now you can see things are getting destroyed structurally. There have been major floods this past weekend. The fires in Canada have kind of died down, but you can see before that first week, last week, how the air quality was just horrific in the world. And especially in North America, Chicago is really bad the day before July 4th. So things are moving along, but now there's flooding. Vermont is in a total emergency with all the flooding, all the roads crumbling, no longer exists. You cannot get in or out of a certain town up there in Vermont right now. So these are structures that must be looked at and reviewed and fixed before Pluto moves out of Capricorn. And Pluto will not waste its time here while it's here fixing things up. It's going to be moving quite quickly now because it's been there for 15 years. So it knows what it wants to fix. Pluto knows what needs fixing in Capricorn. So get ready for that. As you can see, some things are absolutely shocking and surprising to us. In India, there's a huge flood going on also. I think one of the worst in 100 years, which makes sense because all the planets are moving back here, meeting up again, haven't met in the past 100 years. Some haven't met in about 280 years. And some haven't met in 30 years. So all of it is colliding these next two to three years. And it's already begun, but it's going to get more intense and intense as Pluto moves into Aquarius for good in 2025. So the end of this year into next year, Pluto will be going back and forth again, back and forth. I believe it's 2025 that goes, and maybe it's 2024. Um, Okay, so it's in, it's in, Pluto's in Capricorn to the end of this year. And then next year, 
it starts to make its final push into Aquarius. So that's how it goes. But then by 2025, it will be there in Aquarius for 20 years. So whenever we talk about outer planets that aren't personal planets, personal planets are uh, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. Only three. And then the moon, of course, is a personal entity, right? So here we go. Um, the big news of the day is that we are heading towards that new moon in Cancer next week. And at the exact same day, the north and south node also switch. So I will be doing a video on the north and south node switching probably right after I do this one. So you'll recognize me in that video, right? It'll be me again. So I'm going to do that. And that's a huge thing that takes a whole video on itself just to explain to you the nodes of destiny and what it means. And then and a lot of people, if they don't understand or haven't been paying attention, things could surprise them as the world turns. Um, so yesterday was an also big day. Mars moved into Virgo. It left Leo. It left Venus behind its partner because Venus right now is sleepy. Venus is preparing for its nap. And as Venus is sleep, sleepy, it says, okay, Mars, see you later. And it won't meet up with Mars for a while. Maybe till not until next year we'll see each other again. So the lovers are split up. So now we have individual things we have to do. Mars got to go do some work in Virgo. Venus has to do work still in Leo as it naps. So the thing about um, Mars going into Virgo is that Mars energy in Leo is loud and fun and athletic. And we had, we had many athletic things happening then, but now Mars is shifting to Virgo and Virgo is ruled by Mercury and it is an earth sign. Virgos are very practical, very intelligent. They don't expend energy wastefully. Everything is nice and tidy with the Virgo. So Mars going into there is really good for everyday work. Um, just being able to, um, with your energy, put things into an order and get your files in order, they would say, right? Or clean your house, just, just things are going to, things, Virgo, since it's ruled by Mercury, which is a personal planet, it involves things that will make us uh, healthier. Virgos are very into health, into exercise, into speaking clearly and communicating clearly. So with Mars here, all our actions will have a purpose. There'll be no wasted energy here with Mars and Virgo. If you have something you're working on, you want to perfect, this is the time because perfectionism runs in Virgo. And that happens to be my rising sign, Virgo. So the way I use my energy is very efficient. I'm not, I don't like to run into traffic. I try every available thing to get out of traffic because I feel that is such a waste of energy getting stuck in traffic as you can imagine for Virgos like ah and also being efficient in the way I talk and deal with my children my work my friends I'm a very 
Um, my energy goes towards helping others. My energy is about nurturing and helping. Virgos, the next is uh, one step away from cancer in terms of being very organized, but at a different level than cancer. Cancer would do things with their emotions. Virgo would do things with their mind. So sometimes you could say that I can be a little bit robotic when I'm doing things and I might not be the most friendly person sometimes with the Virgo ascendant. Um, but you can tell that if you hire me, I will be efficient. I will work hard. I will show up on time. And that is what has happened um, for my life is that when I get a job, it actually it usually goes very well because Virgos are very concerned about doing a good job. And then, so with Mars moving to Virgo, the universe is saying to us, because we have manifested things, we thought about things, we dreamed about things, the sun's in cancer, so we're dreaming, thinking about what it is we need in order to move forward out of the mother's nurturing home. Because staying with mommy too long can hurt us as adults, right? We can still want mommy, but we can't need mommy to do things for us or daddy anymore so in leo season which we shifting in july 22nd the sun will move in there and we can start manifesting some of those things that we want to do so right now with the sun in cancer we're still reviewing and thinking about things we're still comfortable with our mom at home We've got the moon in Taurus wanting us to enjoy our food, our finer things in life, and all those things that have to do with the nurture and crab. And so then with Mercury shifting into Leo yesterday, uh, Mercury is our mind and Mercury rolls over Venus. So the M&Ms moved this week. M&Ms, Mercury, Mars. Mercury went first because Mercury is the thought leader. Mercury is the leader of trends that have to do with our thoughts. Like AI is a Virgo type of trend, right? So with Mercury moving into Leo, Mercury is saying it is time to manifest our ideas in our brains, in our body, have enthusiasm, go for it, start manifesting your ideas. And how do you manifest ideas? You put it down on paper, you write it, you put down a timeline, you put down a um, ideas, scratching things down and then maybe trying to put them all together. So that's Mercury and Leo. My Mercury happens to be in Leo. This is my season of time. My number card is borns of four, which is the cancer card, the nurturing cancer card. And so my son was in Leo and I was born, but the ascendant was Virgo. So four, five, six is me. Cancer, Leo, Virgo, right? That's my job on Earth. And my North Node is also an Aries. So next week, my North Node will be very prominent. And I happen to be born at 29 degrees of Leo. And my North Node's at 29 degrees of Aries, both fire signs. So the 29th, node, the 29th degree of any sign 
is called the shamanic degree. And I heard that yesterday from one of my astrologers I follow on YouTube. Um, I believe, uh, I can't say who it was right now because I watched like five people yesterday. But uh, I want you to know that if you have any planets at 29 degrees, you're here to lead the way into change. Um, because as Leo turned into Virgo, I was born, my ascendant is also at 29 degrees. So I'm here to help you transition into change. And I'm the messenger of change. And you know what they do to messengers? They kill them. <laughs> So don't kill the messenger, okay? It's not, it's not what you think it is. It's just a download and you get a lot of messages, many dreams, and you wake up and everyone that's into astrology or does what I do have some kind of planets that are at 29 degrees or zero degrees. Zero degrees is the initiation into a new sign. The 29 is leaving that sign and going into a new sign. So with all this going on, this is why it turns out that I am supposed to do a podcast and talk to you guys about all these things that I have experienced since I was a child. As soon as I was born, I was sickly. And so that has to do with the Virgo ascendant, right? So what is Mercury doing in Leo? So let's see what astrology, Cafe Astrology says about Mercury in Leo. When Mercury is in Leo, our thinking is more confident and grand. <laughs> the focus is now on the goal and the grander the goal, the better. The, te the details may not be quite as important now because you're manifesting. We are more expressive, even theatrical, and given to speech giving and storytelling under this influence. We are also more convincing and persuasive as we exude confidence when we speak or write. With this transit, we may not listen as well as we normally do since we're focused on our own ideas. We're also strong about making decisions ourselves and letting our voices and input be heard. This is not a time when we're content with letting others make all the moves or decisions. We need to be involved. We take the lead, manage, direct, and create while Mercury is in Leo. We need to relate information or create stories about it to absorb it. That's a very important point about Mercury and Leo. During this cycle, we should watch for being too inflexible, proud, or haughty to change courses. Now, if you have a strong Leo, um, that could happen to you. And I've seen it with many people who are Leo, Sun, and other parts of them are Leo, like Leo Ascendant. Um, Leo Ascendants are very powerful Leo people in terms of they're here to express the Leo energy. So with this happening, my son who has a Leo Ascendant has, also, has already um, come back from visiting his brother downtown and he's very very precise about what he's saying since he's been home last night to this morning very precise of what he's saying and really he's going to start working tomorrow so that's what leo does it brings in the sense of responsibility because it is a royal card 
it brings in a sense of responsibility towards others that are selfish because it's heart-centered. So whenever your heart's involved, there's empathy, there's love, there's a need to help others. I'm a volunteer. I've been volunteering for about 20, 30 years. I'm, a, I'm volunteering for Sundance Film Festival in July, which is now in a couple of weeks. I'm heading to Salt Lake City for that. And I love volunteering and volunteering is a great way to get involved in a job that you don't know much about, which for me was filmmaking. And since then, I'm on my way to producing hopefully something. I've written a short. Um, so these are things that the universe brings to you when Mercury's in Leo. It's trying to help you manifest what it is your heart truly desires. And with Jupiter and Taurus, your heart is a really big proponent of what's going on. Oh, excuse me, my microphone. It's a really big proponent of what's going on right now. So Mercury and Leo, it's time for our brain to start manifesting. And Mercury is in Leo here until, I believe, uh, July. It's here from July 11th to July 28th, which is only 17 days, which is not a long time. So for these next two weeks, really try to get your brain in order and figure out what it is you want to do. So yesterday, yesterday, um, yesterday Mars moved into Leo. I'm sorry, I was wrong. July 10th, yesterday Mars moved into Leo. We're feeling it already today. <laughs> and then today Mercury's moving into Leo. So the M&Ms have moved and shifted. And with Mercury in the sign of Leo, Mercury is being ruled by the sun. So the way we think right now impacts our personal desires, our personal ego, and our personal heartfelt desires, right? Because the sun rules Leo, so Mercury is also being enhanced by the sun's influence in Leo. And Mars going to Virgo, Virgo's ruled by Leo, I mean by Mercury, and Virgo is a earth sign that is practical. So when you bring Mercury down to earth, you get a bunch of things accomplished. That's why Leos are one of the most successful signs in the universe because of this reason. So with Mercury being with Mars, excuse me, Mars being in Virgo, Mars is now being enhanced by Mercury. Mercury is think is a thoughtful, thinking, very intelligent sign. So Mercury is helping Mars to make some very intelligent moves that won't waste their time. But Virgo can sometimes be very slow, cautious overly critical, self-chastising, beating yourself up. So in that way, Mars in Virgo can represent passive aggressiveness. And many people that I know with Mars in Virgo are passive aggressive because Virgo is a thoughtful sign. They don't want to hurt your feelings. They don't want to waste their energy. So a lot of times when they're feeling anger, they might hold it back and criticize you. Uh, and if they're angry, they could criticize themselves, which is not a good thing. So really be careful, Virgos. Don't chastise yourself so much. Don't beat yourself up here. Go with the flow of Mars. Okay, use that Mars energy 
to go for those dreams that you have laid out and thought about for a long time. And especially today, you should go for it. And until Mars leaves and goes into Libra, really, really use that energy that Virgo needs to get going. Use that Mars energy, get going, go for it. Because whatever Virgos are, if they're thinking about doing something, they thought about it a long time. Like I, like I read astrology and did astrology and talked to everyone about astrology before I did the podcast. And I did that for almost 29, 30 years before I did my podcast. And I've only done my podcast for maybe a year or two now. So that's the way Virgos think is, um, so with my Mercury right now in cancer, it's very prominent. Uh, my speech and the way I talk, the way I communicate is going to be the norm for a while. And what I say is off the cuff. I don't have it written down anywhere. It's off the cuff, straight from my heart, straight from my brain that I've been reading and researching anyways. And now I just want to share with you guys. I need to get it out because as it turns out, 29 degrees of Leo means you're here to help people. That 29 degrees, you're here to be a shaman. You're here to help people. And I'm sure as I get older, I'll become more shamanic. I'll think more about how to do those things. But for now, I'm just beginning my shamanic journey. I've accepted my destiny. With my destiny north node happening in a week, I accept my destiny. I'm 55, going on 56. I accept my destiny as a shaman. And I know there are haters, doubters, all those people in the world. And that's fine. The more you fight change, the more you should know that you're one of those people that's due for a huge change. The more you fight change, the more you stick to what's known, what's comfortable, the more you are due for change because you are too stuck in this pattern and you may not understand that the world's shifting and our collective um, energy, our collective, our connected light is going to shine through no matter what the people say that do not want to change. So I behoove you to really be more flexible as time goes on in every possible way. I'm not saying um, you should leave your comfort zone of what makes you confident. Keep those things there that make you confident. But understand that everything else, maybe even those things that give you confidence, are going to change because we're all here to grow and the time is now. The way the outer planets are moving around, the way they're meeting up, it's it's destiny it's it's just the way it's going and we really must be mindful and accept our challenge as a human to move forward because whether you believe it or not we're all ai we're all made like a computer think about how we make computers and how do we know what to do with how to make a computer it's because we made a computer and ai and robots to look like us, to think like us, but to think faster than us. Because we know in order to survive, we're gonna need help. Because all of us can't seem to understand there's climate change going. I heard today that uh, 
weatherman in Iowa quit because he kept talking about climate change. And this one person kept writing threatening letters to him and it didn't stop. It went so far as to say he'll kill the guy for saying that climate change is happening and it's a lie, you know, so he doesn't want to hear it anymore. So the weatherman quit because it's not worth your life. And you have to take these threats seriously in this time and age where we're at, where people are just out of their minds because they don't have that stability anymore that they thought they had. And so without going away, they don't know what to do. It's like flopping around in the ocean, trying to swim back to shore, but the ocean, the tides, the creatures in the ocean, either gonna help you get back or it won't. And you can't control either one of those things. So it's better to go with the flow, let feelings go through you, let your energy go through you, let, let things happen. And then meditate and figure out what is the universe trying to say, or oh, what is my higher self? wanting and attracting that I'm not aware of because I've lost touch with myself through greed, through pain, through trauma, whatever it is, there's something that we're all strapped, uh, trying to deal with. You know, for me, it's just, I'm trying to deal with aging, you know, and my children aging and trying to make sure that my children will be fine when I'm not on earth anymore and that um, my grandchildren will have a beautiful earth to come to because I would love grandchildren, you know, who doesn't want, I know some people don't want kids or grandchildren because they feel that children are karmic, um, that if you don't have a child and you don't have any karma to deal with. That's some of the way the Eastern philosophy works. You know, the less children you have, the less karma, and all these things. And I don't believe in any of that. I believe children are a blessing and everything is karmic. What you eat is karmic. Your dog is karmic. So by avoiding having children, I understand why some people don't and do, and some people really want kids and the things they go through to get a kid. So that is also another value that the earth, that humans are not understanding about giving birth and um, and what the power of a child is or if you have too many and how hard it is to keep track of the food you have to feed them. So these are all things that are going to be up for grabs in the next 20 years when Aquarius and Pluto moves into Aquarius. Is it's going to talk about how men and women, how groups of people get along and what we need to do for our future collective to survive. Because right now, the way the planets are is that we're going to have a huge movement next week, which again, I'm going to talk about in another episode here. Because it's so big that I can't talk about it all in one, and I'm already at 30 minutes here. So the moon is in Taurus until about, I believe, Friday, uh, Saturday. Okay, Saturday. <clears throat> early morning the moon will move into Gemini excuse me so the Gemini moon coming in will start to prepare our emotional communication with others about what we're feeling as the new moon approaches on Monday so as the new moon starts to get ready 
Taurus prepares us with values. Gemini prepares us with thinking about what it is we want that has to do with our family, our community. Because Gemini rules the lower part of, of um, communication with Mercury, and that's with our people that we are surrounding ourselves with. Whereas Virgo deals with the Mercury of the high mind, what we're thinking about. How do we make those things into reality? How do we touch it? Because it's an earth sign, right? So right now, the moon is helping us emotionally to go through these changes because the sun is also in cancer nurturing us so that we can through the sun's nurturing in cancer we can heal our ego we can heal our soul what we need right as the moon moves in gemini we will be more able to communicate these values that we're thinking about and as the sun shifts into Leo, after the North Nodes and all these other things on July 22nd, which is all happening next week, um, the moon in Cancer, the new moon, will be planting the biggest seed ever in terms of humanity's growth. And we're all part of humanity. So that new moon in Cancer coming in next week is really going to push us towards a new beginning. Weather we're ready or not. And again, if you feel angry, if you feel critical, especially with Mars and Virgo, and so with Mars and Virgo, that means Mars is now opposite of sleepy Saturn and Neptune, and also um, Neptune asleep in Pisces, right? So now we're going to have Mars opposite Saturn and Neptune in Pisces. What does that mean? Right? So that's another thing that's happening. So with Mars opposite our dreamland, we're, at, we're being asked to dig deep into our psyche. Dig deep with Pluto also reaching in in Capricorn. Reach deep, deep, deep into things we don't want to see. It kind of reminds me of Shawshank Redemption when he gets out of jail. He has to dig, he has to crawl through five football fields of poo poo. <laughs> right? The sewer system where all our poo poo goes and pee pee and all these disgusting things that come out of our beautiful bodies. But if we don't do that, we'll get sick. So he had to crawl through five football fields to be free of a crime he didn't commit and stop getting bullied in jail, stop getting bullied and bullied and raped in jail. He had to crawl, crawl through all of that. So that's where we're at. We are leaving the institution. We're leaving that rock formation that kept us a prisoner in our own minds, in our own hearts, in our own life, in our own soul. We're crawling through our crap. Oh, oh, getting rid of all our crap. We're getting through it. We're looking at it, smelling it. We're like, oh, 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 I'm so glad to be rid of this bullshit. Right? You're glad. You're glad to get rid of it. Your tummy feels better. Your life feels better. You feel cleansed. Cleansed. After you come out, you jump into the ocean, into the water, and you're baptized. So that is where we're headed. So you're either ready 
or you're going to get grossed out by all that stuff that's your baggage that's underneath that's in you all that crap you can hide from yourself all those things you don't want to think about that you're like oh am i that way am i that way am i do i, do I? and then you have to sit and think and it can get depressing yesterday i cried because i was thinking about stuff and then i remembered oh yeah mars just moved into virgo and since I'm a Virgo ascendant, it affects me hugely. And I started crying yesterday, and I didn't know why. And again, that's a Pisces moon in me where I soak up energy from the universe. So I can tell you right now that people are sad. They're angry. They're passive-aggressive. They don't say what they mean. They do things that do not align with who they are. If you ever want to hurt someone that's not in alignment with a true, true person that's happy and understands that you can't be angry at other people for what they do. You can only control what you do, <laughs> what you do. So just remember that really meditate, really dig in deep to yourself and write it out. If you write it out, it really helps to release it. Also write it out, then burn the paper. That's another way that a lot of spiritual people do things. They just burn it and let it go. With this new moon coming, start preparing. Start thinking about what it is that you wish for your life. Start giving out those positive vibes. Start thinking better. Don't be passive aggressive. Don't be rude to people. There's so many rude people right now in the world that it's as a Virgo rising, I can't help but be critical of it. And also, they can say Virgos are critical or negative, but it's not that. It's called discernment. Virgos have impeccable discernment, meaning that if it isn't, if something feels off, Virgos know, and they act accordingly. They don't perpetuate that problem unless they are a Virgo with some bad placements, which can happen. Everybody can have bad placements because they're born here to challenge themselves to grow. So to know that 29 degrees is the shamanic degree really helps me to have confidence in myself to say what I need to say. And I understand that everyone likes the messenger, wants to shoot the messenger. I understand that. So I avoid a lot of people. And that's why podcasting is great because it's private and you can come watch if you want and you don't have to be angry at me. If you don't agree with me, you just don't have to watch. Right. And so that's where we're at is just learning to be. Okay. So moon and Taurus love. Find out what it is you really love right now. Moon and Gemini, talk to your people. What is it you love? What is it you value? What are you thinking about for the future? And then moon and cancer, new moon. Plant the seeds. Because as the moon goes into Leo, you'll want to start manifesting it emotionally. And the moon in Virgo, you'll want to start using your power and your brain to make this a reality. Then it goes in the Libra. Now you're going to have a partnership with someone to help you do that job. So prepare yourself for all these things that are happening for your mind to be blown 
away. Okay? I will be back next week. And God bless you for being here. I appreciate you. And, well, really, take your time with all these energies we're talking about. Make sure you meditate. And I will see you then. Bye.